You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Pastor already said, thank you, everybody. I love all you guys. And uh, today's actually uh, what I felt like reading was about love. Um, I was writing notes last night, and I woke up this morning and uh, worked uh, at 5.30 in the morning and just felt tension at work. And I just um, been talking to my children about uh, this topic and everything, and I just felt a revelation. I felt that um, God wanted me to talk about love. And so uh, we're just going to go straight to it. In Matthew 5, 13, 16, it says, uh, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his uh, savior, um, it's savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then forth good for nothing but to cast out and to be thrown under foot of the men. You are the light of the world. Um, I did these notes last minute, but um, what I get from that is we have salt, right? We are the salt of the, of the world, it says, uh, of, of this world. And the salt, as you're pouring it, no longer uh, has that flavor, which is obviously um, noticeable, right? What, what good is it? Um, we, are, we are a light of this world, it goes right into. My notes are kind of messed up, but we're going to go with it. Um, we are the light of this world. So uh, I, I see a lot of people depressed. I see a lot of people uh, angry. I see a lot of people just automatically waking up like that. And, and I feel that it's very important for us uh, believers uh, and, and followers of Christ to just be the light of the world. And I feel that we just don't have it enough. And I feel that uh, for me personally, I cut off a lot of people in my past, and I, I cut off people because I no longer wanted to be affiliated, and I started plugging into the church. I started plugging in with the right, right, right people. But as this last year, I realized that I'm supposed to be reaching out to the lost at the same time. I'm not just supposed to be staying uh, with, my, with my church people and not going out to the world. Like, I don't want to talk to that person because he might be involved in something that I no longer want to be involved in. And uh, it just hit me, though, but how are we supposed to be reaching each other and bringing people to Jesus or introducing people if we're staying away from that crowd? So it's not our job to, to judge or to, to determine what they're doing is right or wrong, um, it, but it's our job to love, to love on each other. Um, I have to deal with self-control. You know, I still uh, deal with a lot of stuff that I'm working on, that self-control, and I try to discipline my kids. And, and sometimes when I discipline my kids, it's not out of love. It's, it's, a, per, it's, it's a snap. I just, boom. You should know better, and I just go off, and the next day I got to apologize, and I got to come to them, and we got to talk it out, and uh, my job is just to love. God's job is to, to work in this all and to continue to do what he does, so it's not my job to do uh, anything else but to love in this world, and then we go with the, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8, and it talks about the spirit, the, the fruits, the fruits of the, of the spirit. It says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's everything in life is always easier said than done, I feel, in my experience. Uh, it's something that we can all work on, though, as far as for, you know, we all have financial struggles, bills, uh, just the issues of life, right? And sometimes we feel this weight on our shoulders. I know I do personally, and I uh, and worry, I'm learning that worry is not a good thing. Worry is a sin, like, and I, sometimes I do worry, you know? Why worry about tomorrow when tomorrow has enough worries of its own? Um, so it's not my job, once again, you know, let God be God. Let go, let God, you know. But at the same time, while I'm here, all I can love, I can encourage, I can lift. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys to continue to, uh, to love on everybody. Since I've been in this church, it's been a blessing, and I love every single one of you guys, and I feel the love back. And uh, you guys are my family and a part of my family, and it, um, I just I love you guys, and I pray for you guys. Um, but we need to demonstrate it because a lot of times, too, we grew up in households, Hispanics, that we have that pride. We have that pride, and we don't share enough I love you. We don't take enough time to tell someone of what they, the small things that they've been doing in our lives and, what, and how they affect us. And you'll be surprised on how you can encourage someone and change someone's day around just by telling them you're proud of them or, or you know, you, you're just giving them encouraging words. Um, you know, I was, once again, I was talking to my kids a lot, and I, I hear this music that, the circular music, right? And, and um, I haven't cut them off yet. They do their own thing on their own time. And on the radio, you know, you hear a lot about suicide and depression and all this. And I'm like, what is going on in this world that this is the reason why so many people are road raging, so many people are angry. Um, this is what we're promoting. Uh, well, not we, but this is what the world is promoting. So we, as um, believers, grateful believers, we are the church. You don't have to be in church to be the church. We don't have to invite someone to church just to get to know them. I mean, we can totally love on people and be the church while we're out there in the world. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys. Um, I got the signal, and it went a lot quicker than I thought it was. But God is good. I just continue to love on you guys and, uh, and hope that we can just spread the love and be a light to this world. Um, just a quick fact, which I thought was pretty cool. It says, the number of times that love is mentioned in the Bible... Depends on the version of the Bible, but in King James, the version, the the love, the word love is mentioned 310 times. First uh, Peter 4:8, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Love endures all things, for love never fails. So thank you for the opportunity. I love you guys, and I hope that we can spread all of the love throughout the world. I waited to tell Pastor that I wanted to sign up because before I even signed up, I already wanted to drop out. And even after I signed up, then I started feeling like I can't do this. Um, I don't know what I'm going to go up there and talk about, but then when I started praying about it, I had a message, but then... My message changed into what I was going through. 
and what I've been dealing with. And um, I came across a post on Facebook, because, you know, we're all on social media. And it said things that I say, but what God says. And so when I started to feel like I couldn't do it or it wasn't possible or The scripture that kept coming back to me was Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And along with that went other things that I've just been dealing with and, and going through in my personal life and in my walk. And just feeling discouraged and... Um, On Sunday, Pastor had said, you know, we got to speak to ourselves and we've got to speak over our situations and our circumstances. And I know we sit in service week after week and we hear a lot of the same things, but how many times do we really apply them to our life? And lately I've had to do that in my own life and when we pray, it's not just praying for our church and our pastors and everybody else, but you have to pray for yourself. And so I have to speak over myself. And I have to tell myself daily that I've been delivered. I've been set free. You know, when the devil says, I, I know your past good. I know your future. I know that I can do all things through Christ who has given me strength. I know that Maybe I'm not where I should be, but I'm not where I was. And I signed up because recently I told my husband that I'm not going to sit on the sideline anymore. And I need to step out of my comfort zone. And me stepping out of my comfort zone is standing up here because of the women that have discipled me and they've invested their time in me. They've invested their prayers in me. They've taken the time to sit down with me and to talk to me and to teach me. And we can't learn if we're not taught. So sometimes we need to take that time to teach the next generation so they can teach the generation after them. So I don't have a lot of scripture. I kind of like I'm all over the place because I had a, a different message that I wanted to, to speak on. But we have to, I don't know about you guys, I have a battle that I fight daily. I can be my worst critic. I can be very hard on myself. I can take a lot of things the wrong way. But I know that God loves me. I know that he's brought me here for a reason. I know that he's doing something in me. And maybe we're not all called to preach. Maybe we're not all called to be the next evangelist, the next speaker, the next... But we're all called to do something. And... 
in Luke 18:22 it says all things are possible through me. So if everything's possible through God, why wouldn't he give me the strength to do everything that I need to do for him, through him and for his kingdom? So whenever any of you guys are not feeling like it's possible or you're tired or you just can't do it anymore or you're worried or alone or you're not qualified, we can't figure it out. We have to trust in God and not just in the small things, but in everything, in all things. And just leave it in God's hands. And like my brother said, don't worry about things because tomorrow has its own worries. But leave it in God's hands and he's going to work things out for you because God wouldn't leave us hanging. One thing that I'm reminded of daily at work is I see a lot of pigeons and they come because there's food there. But I'm constantly reminded if God will take care of the birds in the sky, why wouldn't he take care of us? I am a Chiona like my daughter. <laughs> she takes after me. Mine is to encourage you. When we come to the Lord, our priorities are very important. What you start doing now will take you a long way in your walk with the Lord. And I'm talking to you young ones. Get motivated. Get motivated. When I came to the Lord, I was in my late 20s. I would go to church every time the doors were open. God would be first in my plans. I wasn't that safe. I still would party. But I'd go to church first, and then I'd go and do what I was going to do. But God was first in my life. I went to outreaches and Bible studies. I would cross the border to Juarez with my pastor's sister to teach in the ends of the city. If you guys ever seen over the border to Juarez, it's not a very pretty picture, 35 years ago. And um, we would go and my pastor's um, sister would go and preach. And because I was new, I didn't know. I would sit there, and I would pray while she was teaching. Because I know how to pray. It's just talking to God. And a lot of us do a lot of talking. <laughs> but when I got married, those priorities didn't change. They got better. Then I knew how to lead someone in the sinner's prayer. We go to outreaches with the church. All the leaders would go. And half of the church that was on fire. No older people would go. Late 50s, if you call that old. I don't know why, but 
It wasn't in their hearts to go. In case you don't know what an outreach is, it's reaching down to those that don't know the Lord. We would put, we would go to an outreach. They would call it at 7, 9.30, 10 o'clock. We'd be out there making our way to our cars. And as long as people were responding, we were out there. And you didn't hear people complaining, oh, it's late, I work tomorrow. You didn't hear that. This generation, man, you guys were born tired. You were born tired. Sisters with strollers, daddies carrying babies over their shoulders, little ones holding hands. The family was out there. Now we can't get daddy and mommy out there. We can't. Sister Maria has called outreach, and there's only like four or five of us. And look at the number that we're in here. And it's only like five of us. Where is your heart for the lost souls? Where is it? Can you imagine going to heaven and people saying, why didn't you tell me about the Lord? They're going to hell. Just imagine that. Why didn't you tell me? Let's move on. <laughs> Sometimes we had two or three sisters that were pregnant, but that didn't stop them. It didn't. Conference, let's go. We lived in San Fernando. We would drove to Pico Rivera, to the college, and mind you, the walking we would do because there was no parking. No parking. We parked like four to five blocks away, pregnant with two little ones walking, Marlene and Melissa. Back then, it was a whole week. Now it's only three days, and you can't get nobody out there. Back then, it was a whole week. Victor would get home, rushed. I'd have Melissa and Marlene ready, be pregnant with Molly. We'd be ready to go. That would be about an hour's traveling time. One night, we were coming from conference, and it was one of my first conference. Melissa was like three months old. We ran out of gas on the freeway, on the freeway. And my husband walked to go get gas. We were by a golf course. They shut off the lights. And Melissa and I were left there in the dark. But we had Jesus. We had Jesus. Pastor, just let me finish my thing. Our lives, we serve God. We were out for God's kingdom. In this life, we're occupied with too many things in the world. We're always tired. We're sick. My back hurts. I have a headache. My kid is sick. We have all kinds of excuses, but in our times, we didn't. Hey, come on, get up. Let's go. There we go. And, and if you want to really serve God, as for beginners, our priorities are start reading the Word of God. One, one paragraph. 
Come on, you guys sit on your phones, one hour, two hours, read five minutes, one paragraph. And, and then talk to the Lord, pray, pray. Fast, I didn't know what the word fast was. I didn't. I thought this was fast for me. Yeah, let me hurry. But when I was taught what fast was, I was like, wow, nobody teach me how to fast. Our most of fast has been in this church. I learned how to fast here. And it wasn't easy at the beginning. It was hard. It was hard, but you learn. I fast in the morning, from morning to noontime, from morning to noontime, and then it climbs. Now I can do three days, and don't ask me no more than three days, just on water and liquids. But I can do three days. And um, our trials are not easy. But the more you walk with the Lord, they do get better. They do get better. on the fruits of the Spirit, and it's awesome how God just lines it all together. So, um, the fruits of the, uh, the Holy Spirit sums up in nine attributes of a person living in accord with the Holy Spirit, and that's located in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are attitudes and behaviors and traits that someone who believes in Christ should show daily when the opportunity comes. And we have opportunities every day. I mean, when you go through the, through the drive-thru, you know, you get bad attitude. We're not supposed to serve people with the same attitude back. We're supposed to represent Christ in every place, in every situation. Um, for example, I had this time where... Um, I went to a tire shop. Uh, there was only one way in, one way out. So I pulled in, listening to worship music. The guy comes up, and he says, um, you know, how may I help you? I let him know I needed a tire. So he took off, and then a car parked right behind me. So as I was worshiping, I looked at my side view mirror, and this guy's taking off. He's waving his hand. I can see that. He's like so upset, so angry. He's like turning red. And I, I don't know what was the reason, but he was furious. So I hear him yelling, and I feel my flesh rising. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? Let me show this guy love. You know, give me kindness. Let me show him who you are. So as I was praying, I cru crucified the flesh. Um, I started smiling at him. And, um, the guy came back like 15, 20 minutes later, it took forever. And um, as I was, you know, I was wanting to pull out, but I felt like I had no way of getting out. So I honked my horn, and he gets even more upset. So now he, I hear him yelling. I'm sure he's cussing, but I'm trying not to, to hear what he's saying. So the, the service guy comes out and says, hey, you have room right here. So I started pulling out. And I was still smiling at the guy. I wasn't giving him any attitude. And as I pulled up next to him, I pulled my window down so that I can apologize. Um, 
you know, for the time that it took, just, just to be kind to him. And as soon as I put the window down, he apologizes to me. And I'm like, wow, God, you're, you're awesome. You know, and it, it gets me excited when I see God, you know, doing it. And um, so that's my testimony on showing the fruits of the Spirit. And to achieve them, you must read your word. On John 15, 7 to 8, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that he bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So we must, um, when you read, take everything to heart. You know, tattoo it in your heart. Um, spend time with the Lord. Talk to the Lord before you read. Ask the Holy Spirit for understanding and crucify that flesh. And ask for the Lord to renew that mind so that you don't go out acting in the flesh but in the spirit, because that's what we are fighting, the principalities and the authorities in that evil spirit realm. And you take it a day at a time. Don't stress yourself out. If you mess up, you got the next day. Every day is a new day. And that's all I have. Glory to God. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? Middle of the week for some of you guys, but it's my Friday, so praise the Lord. <laughs> um, first, I just uh, thank you, Pastor, for thanking everybody for us. I appreciate that. Um, but uh, so I want to talk about having hope in Jesus. Um, Maybe a tough subject to have hope when it seems like this world is such a fallen world, um, but we are called to have hope. Uh, I read something today that said, it said, easy wasn't promised victory was. And so we have the victory through Christ. And so um, just a little bit uh, about hope. So when, when, when Victor was diagnosed about a year, year a few months ago, um, we, we talked about it. And, and as we were in the hospital, we, I brought my Bible, had my, my books out. I had everything out. I was like, this is not going to phase us. This is not going to tempt us. You know, this is not going to we're going to see the healing in, in the outcome. We're going we're gonna to hold on to God's promises for our family and for our son. And um, at some point down the line, um, you know, it, it hit us. It hit us tough. And, we, and I can say that for both of us, we both kind of lost that hope. We, not, not hope in Jesus because he had done so much in the, in the first two years that, that we had gotten saved. I don't say we lost our hope, but I, I say it, it just hit us hard. It hit us really hard. And some of you guys know that. Um, but... There's a song that, that I just I have on, on repeat in, in my playlist sometimes, and, it, and in the song, the song is about Jeremiah 29.11. So in Jeremiah 29.11, it says, it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give, to give you hope in your final outcome. Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, Inquire for and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And, and, and one thing, those who know, me and my wife's favorite, my favorite uh, verse is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And um, so when, when, when I finally came to the point where I'm like, God, I can't do this. I can't control what he's going through. I can't control the outcome of, of him or, or our family, period. And and we had to make that choice that, you know, we're going to put our hope in Jesus because without Jesus, we have nothing. And I mean nothing. 
and, and those of you who know our testimony know we came from, from nothing. And, and everything that we've gained from these last two and a half, three years has only been because we have our hope in Jesus. And, uh, you know, I want to keep it short. I just want to encourage you guys. Um, if you're at that point where you're, you're going through something in life, no matter, you know, big or small, valleys for me, I thought when I first got saved, man, and I was on fire, everything was good. I thought a valley was missing a car payment or not having money for the week. I thought that was a valley. I thought that was hard. And, and then when this hit, hit us, I was like, this is a valley. This, this is the valley where, where pastor's telling us, just hold on because your breakthrough is right around the corner. Just hold on to Jesus because Jesus is going to give you the peace you need. And, and, and so it's hard. It was hard. But I can honestly say now that now that we're grasping this and we're finally getting together that, you know what, we can't do it without Jesus, it, 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 it eased the load. I'd say because we can't, it's, it's still here, you know, we can't get rid of it and definitely not on our, our own strength. So for us to put our hope in Jesus, it means a lot. It means a lot in our family, and I want to encourage you guys, whatever you're going through, whether it be big or small, or, or it, whatever it is, I encourage you, keep your hope in Jesus, hold on to him, because he's going to be what gets you through no matter what it is, because he sustained me and my family through so much. And those who know, whether it was from Fino and, and Sister Veronica showing up super late, where we were just a mess, I mean, a complete wreck, or where I had to call pastors at 8 o'clock at night when we are in the hospital, my dogs are killing each other in the backyard, you know, Whatever it is you're going through, hold on to Jesus and don't let go because your breakthrough is right around the corner. Amen. Amen. The car payment and, and all that, not having money, those are potholes. <laughs> those are just potholes. Those are not valleys, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So my message is uh, real quick on three things. Amen. Appearance, appealing, and approval. Amen. Appearance is the way someone or something looks and an act of performance. Amen. Appealing means attractive or interesting, engaging, captivating, likable, or lovable. And approval is the action of approving something, acceptance, an agreement. Amen. It is also the belief that someone or something is good. Favor, encouragement, support, and acceptance. All that is approval. Amen. Uh, Pastor touched on the parable of the fig tree the other, uh, I think last week. Amen. And the fig tree had the appearance, amen, that it was fruitful because it was full of leaves. Amen. And it was so convincing that Jesus even approached it looking for fruit. Amen. And so it is with us. Amen. We can appear to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. Sister Carol talked about the fruit of the spirit. Amen. But you know what? When you and I just try to keep up appearances, amen, we have to keep in mind that God comes along. Amen. And he inspects our lives. Amen. Not only does he inspect it, but he expects he expects to find fruit in our lives. Amen. We are called to be a fruitful people. Amen. And so if you and I are just trying to keep appearances, amen, that's the world. The world tries to keep appearances, amen, by the things that they own, by their status on Facebook, amen. Nobody posts all the messed up stuff. They post the pretty stuff, amen, the good times, amen, because it's about appearances, 
Amen. But in the kingdom of God, I really appreciate that tonight. Amen. Everybody that came up here was very transparent. Nobody was trying to appear to be all together. Amen. They were honest. Amen. And so it is to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. We are supposed to walk humbly with our God. Amen. And that brings God glory and honor. You know what? We don't have it all together, but he is the vine and we are the branches and we remain in him. No matter if there's potholes or there's valleys, amen, or you're on the mountaintop, amen, our reliance and our fruitfulness comes from the Lord. Amen. If we don't bear fruit, fruitlessness, church, brings judgment to our lives. Amen. Didn't Jesus curse that tree? Amen. He judged that tree because in a way he kind of tricked the Lord because he appeared to be in season and fruitful, but it wasn't so. Amen. Another thing is that like King David, amen, when, they, when he came to Jesse's son, there was nothing that appeared to be like a king in David, amen. But God does not look at the outside of a man, amen, the appearance of a man, but he looks at the heart. Thank God that he looks at our heart, amen, because on the outside, you know what, we can try to look all together, but our hearts can be far from him. Our hearts can be hard. Our hearts can be corroded. Amen. But then our also our hearts, we may not have the best of anything, church, but we have heart, right? We love the Lord. We're in it. We're committed. God, we love, like Pr Brother Rigo uh, mentioned earlier, amen? So we may not look su successful to the world, amen? But God looks at our hearts and he says, you know what? That is a man that is in pursuit of me, amen? Appealing means attractive or interesting, engaging, captivating, likable, lovable. Isaiah 53 talks about Jesus, amen. There was nothing in him, the Bible says, that was attractive, that drew people to him, amen. Not, there was nothing in him that, why? Because the world is full of sin and the world is carnal, amen. And Jesus was walking according to the Father's will, amen. He was walking as a holy man. And we were not attracted to holy things, church, but we were living in sin. And so it is with the world, amen. We are not called to, to attract the world. We are called to be set apart from the world. And they are supposed to see the Jesus in us by how we love, by how we show kindness, amen, by how we endure through our trials and our tribulations, amen. Those are the things that are supposed to attract the world to our lives, right? Are we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of Jesus. And when you and I uphold and we live out the word because we've been uh, hearing from the pulpit, amen, to go to the word, go to the word and let the word get a hold of your life. Live out the word, do the word right? Demonstrate the word. That is fruitful in our lives. Amen. Uh, the word became flesh, right? So the word becomes flesh through you and I, and, and the kingdom of God is on earth. When we walk it out, when we live it out, when we speak it out, amen. And those, that is what should appeal to this world. Amen. That Jesus is alive in us. What drew people to Jesus was his humble character Amen. He did not come to establish himself. He came to establish the will of the Father and the kingdom of God. Amen. He came to save that which was lost. And that was supposed to be the appeal. He was not establishing a kingdom on earth. His disciples even thought, when are you going to set up that kingdom that we are going to rule and reign with you? They didn't get it. Amen. And so it is with us. We are just passing through church. 
This is not our home. Amen. But when we live the word, when we uphold the word, when we are godly men and we are godly women, amen, that is appealing. Amen. That demonstrates to the world that Jesus is alive. Amen. When we walk in humility, amen, then we show our Jesus to the world. Amen. That he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Amen. We've been hearing about, again, the word. And God says, study to show yourself approved. Right? Uh, I don't know if there's any butchers in here, anybody that was... Uh, has worked in the meat market, amen, industry. But right, you go and you buy meat, and what does it say? USDA, USDA choice, amen. It has a seal of approval on it. And so you and I have the seal of approval from the Lord on our lives. When you and I live and trust the word of God as our truth, as the manual, right? It is our go-to. We don't outsource. We don't look at uh, for it anywhere else. Amen. Everything we need is in the word. And when you and I take him at his word, when you and I are still and we know him to be everything in our lives, amen, then we have the approval of God upon our lives. Amen. Which that means we have favor. We have his encouragement. Amen. We have his support. We have his, his acceptance. Praise the Lord. Amen. Like I said earlier, the fig tree, Jesus came and inspected it. And, and so he inspects our lives, amen, for fruitfulness, for trust, amen, that we are living the word of God, that we are living epistles in the kingdom of God. And then he approves of our lives. Amen. You and I, church, we sign off on too many things. We look for the approval of the world. Sometimes, you know what, we are so worried about offending people. But you know what? We, we, we end up offending the Holy Spirit. And that's who we need to worry about offending, is the Holy Spirit. We're not looking for approval from the world because we are not of this world. We are citizens of heaven, right? So it doesn't matter if the world approves of you or not. It's kind of good when they don't because that means you are set apart. Church, I'm going to say this to you. Sometimes to know what to do is you need to look at, not, at what not to do. Amen? When you ask yourself, I don't know what to do, well, think about what you should not do. And you'll find the answer there. Because Jesus' ways are not our ways. They are high above our ways. Amen? His standard is higher than our standard, church. You want to measure up in this life? You, you measure yourself up against Jesus. Does Jesus approve of this in my life? Does Jesus approve of these words that are coming out of my mouth? Does Jesus approve of the choices that, are that I am making today? Do I have the approval? Do I have the stamp of God on what I'm doing, on, on where I'm going, on what I'm watching, on what I'm saying, of who I'm hanging out with? Is the approval of God, is the stamp of God, is the stamp of the Holy Ghost on that? Amen? That's whose approval you and I must look for. When you and I do that, amen, it's a process of elimination. This is fruitful. This is for me. This is unto the Lord. Amen. There is a season and a time and a place for everything, church. Be still and know the Lord, and he will tell you, speak up or be quiet. Be still or do something. Amen. Am I done? Praise the Lord.
This is the last thing I will say to you because it is a trustworthy saying. It says, if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, church, for he cannot deny who he is. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You got grace and you got favor. You got favor because you're my wife. Amen. And then the other two gave you a couple minutes too. <laughs> praise the Lord. Huh? Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. For Brother Regal for love. Hallelujah. Sister Marlene, come on, stepping out. All things are possible. Sister Rita with encouragement, going out. Sister Carol, the fruit of the Spirit. Come on, we need the love. We need to demonstrate that. Brother Josh with hope. Come on, hang on to hope, amen, all the time. In appearance, appealing, and approval. My wife, amen. Come on, we all stand up, amen. Come on, let's give, the, let's give these preachers a hand clap, amen. I thought they did a great job. Hallelujah, come on. Praise the Lord, amen. They did a great job, amen. Praise the Lord.